Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. That is the self-proclaimed sexy guitar of Ted Nugent, Love Grenade. A lot of people, uh, Carrie, I still get emails. What is that song? What's that opening song? Sounds like Ted Nugent. What is that song? It's Love Grenade. It is, yeah. By Ted Nugent. Little backstory. We love telling the backstory. I needed a Ted Nugent song when we were starting the Joe Pag show back 15 years ago now. And, uh, and he said, you got to do Love Grenade. And I said, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and he sent it to me. It's a brand new song, and, uh, and he was gracious enough to let us use it. And that's what that tune is. All right, there's a lot going on this hour. Bottom of the hour is going to be Cray News with Kay. We talk more about that judge, that magistrate, and the connections to Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. The magistrate that signed this warrant to raid Mar-a-Lago was at some point in a representative team for people that worked for Jeffrey Epstein. This is how sordid and how weird it is. We talk about that and a whole lot more. Make sure you stick around for that. And it turns out Kathy Hochul, the governor of the great state of New York, she's one of the worst governors on the planet. Um, she has solved the Carrie, she solved the problem with, with inmates. No great. more inmates in New York. We're going to talk about that. Huh. There no more. That's okay, it. I mean, that's how great fantastic. Is that? Yeah. On a on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Oh no. What? <sighs> Did you think I forgot? I, I forgot. I'm here to remind you. Thank you. I've got my tacos, my radio. Polo's here. Sam getting it done. Carrie's favorite song of the week. I wonder which one you're going to get today. I don't know. I think the bad one. <laughs> you were nice last night. Come on. Let's go. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Uh-huh. Joe like chorizo, cause he's the boss. Turn it up. Bean and cheese sparks from Carrie Larkin. Uh-huh. She's full of corn tortillas and beans. Wine and tacos. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Bad Show. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Bad Show. It's Wino. I'm eating tacos. That's right. Taco. Polo, sir, if you don't mind. Taco. Appreciate you, brother. Okay. So, Carrie, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Have you or have you not had wine with tacos? Uh. If you have to think about it, that's a yes. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess. it's Wine and tacos is not really a... A fabulous combo, but no, it's not. It's not. But I mean, you're so you know, you're such a you know. A I don't know if I've ever had wine, wine and tacos together. Really, I mean, if, if, if wine and beer sounds like it would make more sense, now, I'm not a drinker, so and I don't really know. Tacos and beer, I, right? Exactly. Wine and beer would be stupid. <laughs> tacos and beer would be, uh, now, I think, I more of a, had a thing. Tacos right? Tacos and a margarita. Yes. Well, that makes sense as well. But what? I'm just, because you had to wait and hesitate and think, yeah, it sounds to me like after a box of I, wine, you might have hit some tacos. No, I don't think I have had wine and tacos, actually. Don't think I know so. that Polo hasn't, because Polo doesn't drink. Sam, wine and tacos? I know that you'll dabble in the wine. Um, not with tacos. I mean, it sounds nasty. It does. But I mean, <laughs> Carrie is such a wine person. I just, so? I don't think, but I don't think I've ever had that. I, I certainly haven't. Now, my father was not a drinker. But he would always have a mug of beer when we went to the pizza place. I don't know why. It was so interesting to me. Yeah, beer and pizza. Yeah. Never never was a drinker. And 
he didn't like the bitterness of the beer, so he would pour a bunch of salt in the beer to make it really fizz up, and it I, oh. would taste completely different. I'm like, why are you getting beer then? Get a wow. freaking soda. I know. <laughs> I know. Salt in your beer. Wow. Okay. And my dad was a big dude. The guy was about as tall as I am, maybe a little bit less, but, but he weighed about what I weigh. But he was a lightweight when it came to drinking. I remember they had some party in the block, and it had rained a lot, torrential rain in Florida. And my mother's in the chat room. I'm only doing this for her benefit because she's going to laugh at this. But uh, he ended up, because he had like two beers. He was done. He was, he was drunk. <laughs> and he ended too. up in a puddle, sitting in a puddle outside the door. I was like, Dad, come in the house. What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, come on. It was, I, don't, I forget it was a New Year's party or something. The guy literally had like two beers. Now, he drank the beer with the pizza. Um, and again, he would dull it down with the salt to make it fizz up and get rid of, I guess, the bitterness. Mm. But he also, on Christmas Eve, would have the Bailey's Irish cream. Have you had this? Uh, I have had Bailey's, yes. I mean, it's pretty tasty, but it's strong as hell. It like, is. Why do you want to do that? It is tasty, yeah. But you got to be nothing like having drunk dad after <laughs> after the big Christmas. seafood feast. I know. <laughs> Sam, have you tried the Bailey's? I'm pretty sure one year you let me try it. Well, uh, it would be bad parenting <laughs> unless you were. I'm sure you were 21 or older. I'm sure that I was 21 yeah, or older. Absolutely. I don't re- Carrie, I don't remember giving my kids uh, Bailey's Irish cream, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Uh, but you know, just a couple of, of occasions. But but I was thinking about it because I know that you like the wine. I make fun of you, but yeah. I just wondered, does wine go with everything? No, because I don't think it goes with tacos. But mm-hmm. you had to think about it. I think you've done it. I don't think I have, though. I'm telling you. I would tell you if if You're like, that these was tacos my, are good. That was my Let me, favorite I can't thing. find anything to drink. Let me, pour me Let another me throw glass back of some red. wine. I mean, no, yeah. it just doesn't sell <laughs> right. Now, red wine would go with the Italian food, right? Yes, or a nice steak. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I don't drink, I think maybe, and I don't have a good taste for it. When I went to Italy, I was 15, and everybody drinks from the time they're like eight in Italy. They drink wine, and the parents will water the wine down to make it more diluted for the kids, just mm-hmm. to get them used to the taste or something. And I had this the most incredible Italian meal. That I've had in my mm. life, and they give me red wine, and I thought I was gonna like lose it. I was like, "Ew, <laughs> this is disgusting." Like it. Well, I can't. Well, I can't imagine any teenager who would like, uh, you know, a glass of wine. But um, well, why did they even make wine? Did somebody screw up and leave the fruit out? And went, oh, I, <laughs> I guess this is pretty good. It makes me drunk. Let's ferment some grapes. This isn't the fruit. That's I mean, the fruit I... juice is so much better, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think so. No. All right. Well, well, uh, then again, because you're you're the wine connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Just wondered. I just said, like uh, on a whim. Let me see if she's actually. Um, I no, tried some wine and tacos. tacos. You're saying though. no. I'm saying no. We should open a new restaurant. Wine and tacos? The Joe Pag Show Wine and Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay. That might do something. How do okay. you know? I'm sure they would flock to that. Yeah. It could yeah. maybe do something. Could, you never right. know. All right. Uh, we want to get into Hochul in a second, but in the meantime, I've been uh, teasing this Nancy Pelosi video. I guess I'll have to show this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is on with Savannah Guthrie. Um, Savannah Guthrie, for my money, is not a journalist because Savannah Guthrie shows her true colors as a politician or a politico um, whenever there's an issue between left and right. She's always on the left uh, the left side. But Nancy Pelosi, I guess, is being questioned about why she went to Taiwan. Now, keep in mind, we officially in this country have a one-China policy. I don't know that Trump agreed with that. I think Biden might have put it back in place. I'm willing to be wrong about that, but Trump, I know, added taxes and tariffs and told China, we're not taking your crap. So... This administration, for sure, is living and walking the talk and, and, and you know, walking the, the walk and the talk and the walk and all that. They're literally saying it's a one-China policy. Then Pelosi, out of the blue, says, I'm going to Taiwan. And China says, well, if you do, 
we're going to scramble some fighter jets and we'll shoot you down. And Pelosi, thinking that she's a badass or something, or 80-year-old ass, ends up going anyway, going there and acting as if Taiwan is an independent country, which I, I thought that we said that it was, and and then comes back and is questioned by Savannah Guthrie saying, well, no, it's not, and the one-China policy is the one that we that we follow. I mean, Carrie, is this as confusing as I'm making it? It is, yes, right? Because we're really on both is. sides, aren't we? Yeah, it is confusing. So here's Nancy Pelosi. For those of you who are not watching, get right now JoePags.com, click on Watch Now, and you'll see this doofus just, again, talk, she's talking around herself because I'm going to go and we love Taiwan and we love Taiwan's independence, but we're a one-China policy country, which means Taiwan is part of China, and then she says something outrageous about China and democracy. Here we go. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little bit. democracy, yeah. courageous people, and, and it's it just... I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. I don't understand what the hell she's talking about. I don't understand. And Savannah Guthrie underneath that says it's a great democracy. And, and Pelosi, did I miss it? Pelosi said China, right? Yes. Because afterwards, the White House claimed or her office claimed she meant Taiwan. Uh, okay. Well, how can she think that Taiwan is a free democracy if she just said, we believe in the one China policy, which means Taiwan is part of China? Carrie, am I misconstruing this? No, you are not. I'm going to play it again. People, listen up, because this is they think that we're just going to buy this crap. One China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There is nothing. We go there to acknowledge the status quo. The status quo is one China policy. The status quo is Taiwan is part of China. Nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't but, take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little democracy, bit. Yeah. Courageous people. And, and it, I mean, and Savannah Guthrie's like, it sure is. It's just, I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I just don't get it. And I want to get it. I mean, these people are so just outside the realm of reality that trying to understand and trying to follow along doesn't make sense. I can't make sense of what she's talking about. And Savannah Guthrie is supposed to be an even-handed journalist asking questions. And her answer is like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sure is, sure is. I mean, Nancy Pelosi literally said China is one of the freest societies on planet Earth. And Savannah Guthrie is like agreeing with her. I mean, at what point do we just say, listen, man, you're so full of crap, I can't even breathe in here. Because that's exactly what we're hearing. And then, then we have this, because uh, uh, Hochul is not anywhere near 80, I don't think. 
Um, but Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, decides to tell the world that we no longer will have inmates in New York. Carrie, this is great news. No more inmates in New York. Fill it me in. Yes, uh, from JoePags.com. It reads like a National Enquirer story, but sadly, it's real life. On Monday, New York's Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill into law, which was passed by the Democrat-controlled Albany legislature that replaces the word inmate with incarcerated person in the state law. For too long, we as a society have thought of incarcerated individuals as less than people. The use of the word inmate further dehumanizes and demoralizes them. State Senator Gustavo Rivera stated Rivera co-sponsored the bill with Jeffrey and Aubrey. In New York, we're doing everything in our power to show that justice and safety can go hand in hand, Hochul said in a press release Monday. Another measure she signed into law Monday also sets sight on bail reform. The second measure helps parolees avoid additional prison time by increasing hours they can attend required community supervision programs. Critics and conservatives argue Hochul's policies are the reason behind the destruction of New York, which has seen shootings spike 13.4% last month, alongside a 34.3% murder increase compared to July 2021. Okay. No more inmates in New York. They're incarcerated people because we're treating incarcerated people as less than. They are. They are. you got regular society, and those who will break laws and hurt people and steal stuff are less than the normal person in society. And it's okay to look at somebody who's an inmate because they're in an inmate in jail or prison because they did something wrong. If we call them incarcerated people or incarcerated persons, how does that make the impact of their crime any less than society? It doesn't. This woman is on crack. I need a crack test. For Kathy Hochul, your thoughts about this, your th- thoughts about Nancy Pelosi, about how free and wonderful China is, Savannah Guthrie agreeing with her at 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Case Smythe at the bottom of the hour. Make sure that you stop by for that as well. Keep it here. Joe Pags. Great to have you the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Great news with Kay at the bottom of the hour. We do get into more of the connection between the magistrate that signed the warrant for Mar-a-Lago yesterday and his connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, there's a connection there. You didn't know about that? Make sure that you come and check that out. Uh, either leave us locked in on the radio or you can actually watch and listen uh, to Kay and to me at the bottom of the hour by going to JoePags.com and click on Watch Now. Click on Watch Now, all right? Make sure you go and do that. Um, there's a connection that um, I don't think they thought was going to get out. I'm, I mean, how dumb are these people that there was a connection to Jeffrey Epstein from this magistrate? This happens to be the magistrate they went to to get the warrant signed. We, they didn't think we'd find that out? I mean, come on, dude. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. Uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are raving over how well the thunderstorm freshens their homes. Musty, mildewy smells just vanish after a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. With over 250,000, actually it's 265,000 plus have already been sold. You know that it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more 
are no match. Best of all, no filters to buy. You're saving money that way as well. You can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under 200 bucks. It's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, anywhere that you need clean, fresh air. It literally leaves a, a scent like a thunderstorm came through and left things, things fresh and clean. You're going to get three of these units under 200 bucks by going to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. Shipping is free. All right, so we're going to change the words that we're using in our language. We're going to change what things mean to make us feel better about it. This reminds me, this is reminiscent of saying we're not going to grade papers anymore. Just going to give a pass or fail. We're not going to say if you got a 69 or 70 or if you got a 94 or 100. We're not going to do that anymore because somehow it makes people feel bad, makes them feel less than. For me, when you don't want to be called an inmate, you do all you can to not be an inmate. If you're just joining us, Kathy Hochul, the ridiculous governor of the great state of New York, has decided they're going to be called incarcerated people now. Now, Carrie, just strictly speaking, as somebody who uses words for her living, Mm-hmm. Is saying incarcerated person somehow a compliment compared to the insult of inmate? No. <laughs> it's, it's the same crap, isn't it? It's we're the just using same more... thing. I mean, it's, you know, we're, I don't know. We're using more Maybe syllables. It's, That's it's it. Sounds fancier. I don't know. <laughs> incarcerated instead of I'm inmate. I'm not an inmate. But... I'm an incarcerated person. Okay. I mean, I don't understand. You're still behind you bars. Um, so, yeah. You go into the Gray Bar Motel, brother. That, that's what's happening. You did something bad against society. Now, and, listen. Oh, go ahead. With as bad as crime is right now in New York, actually maybe do something about that instead of changing the words. Worse than it's been in 30 years in New York City. Yeah. I mean, the murder rate is today. up over 30% since last yep. year. That's the problem. Not calling somebody an inmate. Talking to Rudy after the interview today. And he said, Pags, when you come to New York, we got, we got to grab a bite. I said, I'm not coming to New York anytime mm. soon. You <laughs> see what's careful. going on in your city? I said, Rudy, fix it. And then I'll go to New York. I mean, that really is what it is. And, and, and again, changing the wording does not make it any better. No. Giving people no. no bail release doesn't mean that less crime happened. It just means you aren't punishing people as much. And if you're a bad man or woman, you're going to do even more bad things if the punishment is less, doesn't cost you more money, and they're not going to call you an inmate. It, it, it doesn't change the game. I mean, you're right. What is she going to do to change the game to make it safer for people to go there? Yeah. Used to be one of the biggest tourist attractions on, on the planet. I'd love to go. I've never been. Love to, but I would be terrified to go. I wouldn't. Well, I'll say this. I mean, I know more about New York City than you. Obviously, I've been there a lot of times, but uh, for you to go there first time, bring the kids, mm-hmm. you get lost, you're screwed. Yeah, if you yeah. get out of what, what seems to be the safe area, you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. I would and that's not. a problem. Nope, not do that. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you can't get through the phone lines, always stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. You go there, scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. You can send me an email, your thoughts on the Mar-a-Lago raid, your thoughts on the on the Rudy Giuliani interview, your thoughts on on what we now know about the magistrate. You're going to find out more about that in just a second when we come back with Kay Smythe. Also, while you're there, pick your favorite social media site, Twitter, Getter, Truth, Parlor, we've got them all, Facebook, whatever you want to do. I am more active on Twitter, on Getter, and on Truth than I am on the other ones. 
Now, my Come On videos, if you want to see those, are over on um, Getter, and they're also on Instagram. Okay, go follow us there. All sorts of links at the website. Make sure you use that. Keep it here for Case Month. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have back uh, Kay Smythe. Cray News with Kay on a Tuesday. Uh, Kay, there's so much going on. By the way, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. But you're right. There is so much going on. What the What the actual? So I'm doing the show last night, and then yeah. we get word that Mar-a-Lago is being raided, and we all found out because Trump put it on Truth, on Truth mm-hmm. Social. Are you on Truth Social yet? Uh, no, but I need to download it. I got to do it. Yeah, okay, if we can get on that, that'd be great. So um, uh, the former president says, right now, my beautiful home in Palm Beach, Mar-a-Lago, where I was in May to see the premiere of 2000 Mules, um, is being raided by the FBI. Clearly to me, it, it appears to be extremely illegal. Um, mm-hmm. You would subpoena whatever information you want or whatever resources you want from the house. And if they don't answer the subpoena, then maybe you get a, a warrant. For some reason, the warrant is signed. And lo and behold, and, and I think you were close to breaking this if you didn't break it. Um, you were certainly soon thereafter. It turns out the judge in Florida that grants the, the warrant to the, the Department of Justice is some far lefty guy connected to, to Epstein. Help me out with this, Kay, because you, you unpacked this in your article today. And, and I got to tell you this, I wasn't surprised and I was kind of surprised, to be honest. Yeah, it was one of those ones where the first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, isn't it just such a small world? So the judge, uh, Bruce Reinhardt, he used to be a U.S. attorney down in South Florida. He quit working, I believe it was New Year's Day 2008. He quit working for the state. The next day, he started getting paid by Epstein to represent his employees, which included a scheduler, some Yugoslavian woman that was one of Epstein's girls, uh, his pilots, and, you know, who else knows? And apparently this is something that this judge has, like, openly admitted to. The Miami Herald has been reporting on it for years. Wow. And so this guy, I did a quick search of him. I use, like, a bunch of different um, places to search for where people donate money to politicians, to parties, things like that. They're kind of available to everyone, but I use them mostly for my clients when I'm doing research. Yes. I was like, you know what, let me, this is not something I normally do with my sort of more writing, like public facing writing work. Why don't I see who this guy has donated to? Lo and behold, he gave money to Obama in 2008. And, you know, Joe, it just I feel like this circle is getting smaller and smaller and smaller in this sort of political moment that we live in. Whatever this thing is, this era that the Clintons kind of invented, basically, back in the 1990s, that all of these little dots are sort of coming together. The whole thing feels incredibly corrupt. Um, we're already shifting towards communism anyway, uh, politically as a country, thankfully not socially, even though, you know, if you went on social media, you might think otherwise. But this judge, look, I, I, I don't pretend to understand this side of the law well, 
But I think you know where I fall on this. Yes. I think it's absolutely abhorrent. And you're right. There are many levels that you have to go through and clear before you get to the point where the FBI raids your home. Yeah, like, and, and, I, the, and those steps weren't taken. And that's my problem. And and you, you said that it all feels very, and you said a few different adjectives. I'll call it incestuous. It's almost mm. as if they're all from the same family protecting each other. Because mm. uh, we, you and I both know that that judge you know selecting is very very specifically used when you're going after somebody like who might be your political rival so i don't know if they went to four judges first who said no to the warrant and then found the epstein guy who said yes i mean obviously trump and epstein did not have a good relationship he kicked epstein out of his out of his club epstein mm-hmm. of course has a list that we're not allowed to see because there are a bunch of high level lefties on his list that went to you know let's go have sex with children island so at the end of the day you go to that guy i guess my question after that little ramble is didn't they think we'd find this out didn't they think we would know that this is the freaking judge honestly joe I, it's not even the first or did they story not care I, yeah it's not even the first story this week i've covered where i'm like sorry it, this this feels like something's not right here i wrote another piece i can't remember if it was published yesterday or this morning i think it was yesterday um cbs bowed down basically they made this documentary some ukrainian foreign minister went nuts because there was a quote in the documentary that he didn't like so cbs removed this quote from the documentary and i'm just like wait aren't you just enacting ukraine's propaganda and then admitting to it on twitter why do people think we're so stupid like why do why does why is that this portion of the democratic not even elite, because I don't think you can be elite in the way that they're behaving. I would call it the nouveau riche, if anything. Like, why do these people think we are this stupid? Why? Well, well, why why hasn't somebody raided Hunter Biden's freaking Malibu home yet? They have a literal hard drive with the most incestuous, disgusting, incendiary, sordid crap that that uh, would get anybody imprisoned. I mean, the, the girls in these videos look like they're all like teens or even younger. You've got him smoking illicit drugs. You've got him naked running around act, acting the fool. You've got text messages where he says, my dad is the vice president. I'll hook you up with a meeting. Mm-hmm. And nobody, he's swimming. He's swimming, going down the slide naked in Malibu right now while Trump's home is being raided and safes are being broken into. I mean, this is bizarro world, Kay. You know, you come from from Europe, and and Europe is not nearly as free and liberated as I thought we were. But even there, they're not doing this crap, are they? No, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they do. That's the sort of sad truth here, Joe. You know, I feel like we're on a really weird course in the western world and i talk about it a lot you know i think a lot of people think i'm joking when i talk and write about the apocalypse but i'm really not it's not going to come from climate change it's not gonna well i mean it could come from aliens or zombies and honestly that would be preferable um then just coming through sheer ignorance yes like are we are we currently living through the fall of rome and by rome i mean the entire western world because we do have a lot of corruption like i can't Parliament in London is so incestuously inbred at this point, I can't even tell where one politician ends and the next one begins. They're best friends one day, and then the next one stabbing the other in the back to get that power. I can't remember the last time anyone in my family told me that they voted. Um, I can only imagine that things are actually worse on the main continent. 
I mean, it just, uh, it's just sad at this point, Joe. Well, we're and it's, t- we're us. Seeing... it's us that have to deal with it. Yes. Not and, these elites. And we in the, in the Western world are dealing with literal socialism. And let me, let me just make a point. DEI, this, this, um, uh, uh, Equity, inclusion, and, and whatever the, the first thing is, diversity, equity, and inclusion, diversity, whatever it is, yeah. um, you've got this DEI that's taking over, which is literally socialism. When you say equity in the terms that they're saying it, they're saying reparcel out the wealth. They're saying take it from those who have it, give it to those who don't, filter it through the government, and we'll dole it out. Okay, how is that not socialism? We're living in socialism and huge corporations in America, huge networks in America are all proud that they're, that they're paying attention to DEI. They're literally saying, we're going to, to help you make this as a socialist na- nation. And nobody, but nobody is, is standing up, but maybe people like you and I and those who are watching and listening who are smart to say, hey, you just, you just rebranded the word socialism. What are you doing? Uh, we're, we're not stupid. We see exactly what's going on here. I mean, people are just rolling over for it because those who don't have think they're going to now end up having, which isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's really sad to think that, you know, like, Joe... I- I came to this country because you guys have, and I I know I go on about it, but it's this idea of freedom, where if you do really hard work, you can achieve pretty much anything you dream of. And that, that's, it's called the American dream for a reason. And socialism is the antithesis of the American dream because socialism means that someone who lives around the corner from me, who can't be bothered to work, who can't be bothered to struggle with their career, can do absolutely nothing and my tax dollars support it. I do think it's um, also very telling that all these new IRS agents are getting hired. I mean, everyone seems to be focusing on the sort of border of it all. Like why aren't people being hired to protect the border um, instead of, you know, people being hired to work for the IRS. But actually, I think this is just another sort of link in the chain that will eventually strangle us with socialism. And we're quietly putting it on ourselves by not acting against this. Well, hopefully we'll act against it in November, and hopefully we'll get people in there who actually believe in the American dream again. It's Kaysmyth. Go to Kaysmyth.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. Go there. Also, check her out on The Daily Caller, uh, incredible news and commentary writer. She's putting out five, ten stories a day, which is amazing. Watch her on Newsmax and, of course, here on this show. One last comment we need to stand up against esg dei and realize that that is on a fast track to china talking about china big time segue see how, see what i did there um, yes, i do t- uh, talking about china there's a brand new virus and it's coming out of china and this appears to be just within three months of our elections coming up what is this all about now Okay, so this one, I'm actually going to read part of the article. Um, And for those of you listening who maybe don't know, Joe was the one who taught me how to read news proper. Um, (laughs) So basically, it's, it's a new virus. Only 35 people have been infected, none of whom have died so far, thankfully. Uh, But it's essentially what's known as a, let me get the word here, because I really don't want to get this wrong. It's known as a Henipa virus or Hendra and Anipa virus. Now, these viruses, they present with similar... similar symptoms to say COVID to begin with. So you've got like nausea, vomiting, headaches, uh, you know, fever, things like that. But then it also kind of goes a step further. Um, so you can have things like, uh, liver and kidney failure. Um, you also go through extreme appetite loss, apparently. Uh, so essentially what's interesting 
about this new virus. And I, I do actually think this is like, I, I meant to use the word interesting here. So right okay. now we don't think it can spread from human to human. We think so far. And when I say we, I mean like science. Um, not Fauci science, real science. <laughs> um, so we don't think it can spread from human to human so far. It looks like it comes from predominantly animals like shrews, or uh, I think they said it was like a few dogs, cats, things like that. But predominantly small rodents basically transmit this, um, which honestly just reminded me of uh, the plague. Um, and the Black Death. I don't know if you guys had your own version of that out here, but it nearly destroyed uh, most of the Western world right. when it hit back in the 1600s. Um, really bad stuff. I mean, to the point where the climate actually changed in Europe after, I believe it was um, the plague, because so many farmers died that all of their, all the crop land, like all the crops managed to regrow and uh, sucked all of the carbon out of the atmosphere, which is how trees live. Um, and literally the, the country got colder or the, the continent got colder as a result of it. So maybe maybe this is the next virus that they're going to release because you know the lefties wanna kill us all to protect the trees and stuff. Um, because this thing has a 40 to 75% fatality rate. Wow. So like, yeah, and this is a brand new virus. This hasn't been seen in humans before. Uh, we don't know exactly where it comes from. Um, and uh, yeah, there's 35 cases right now. And even Taiwan is saying you need to monitor the news to track this thing. And they haven't really done that with any other viral outbreaks that have emerged since COVID. So that I thought was also, am I wittering at this point? I feel like no, I'm wittering. No, 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 you, you did perfectly fine. Uh, Taiwan is an interesting angle because Taiwan is either part of China or it's not part of China. It's and I'll, not. I'll make this segue. Um, uh, they say that they're a free, uh, independent, liberated country. China says it's part of one China. Uh, our government officially says we're for the one China policy. The Nancy Pelosi, the badass, uh, jumps on a plane and goes to Taiwan, even though China allegedly threatens to shoot her down. And then she shows up on NBC today. I know that you've seen this video. And, and she says that we have not changed. It is status quo. We still believe in one China policy. China is a great, one of the greatest democracies on earth. And then Savannah Guthrie on NBC, who's interviewing her, says, yeah, it's a great, it's a perfect, it's a wonderful uh, democracy. Which, of course, it isn't. It's not a democracy at all. They'll kill you if you dare speak out against yeah. the government. 7,000 people died at Tiananmen Square in the late 80s, and China claims one person died from a ricocheted bullet. That's a lie. They ran people over en masse in, in tanks. Um, if you're a Uyghur or a Muslim, you're going to be locked up in a concentration camp and maybe have your, your, your organs harvested. So, Kate, long story short, why is our country playing both sides, saying that, yes, it's independent, I'm going to fly there if I want, it's part of one China, we support that, and China somehow is a democracy, and our idiot alleged journalist who's interviewing her agrees? So, okay, um, so your question is... My question is, why is it that this government gets away with playing both sides of the, of the fence both when sides. it comes to Taiwan and, while, while continuously kissing the ass of Xi in China? 
So, I mean, our government has to kick G's, kiss G's ass. Like, that's that's just what they have to do. He has way too much dirt on them not to. He controls a majority of what's brought into the United States. He even essentially controls the transport of most goods around the United States because half of the products that are exported from China just go towards transporting goods around the United States, wow. i.e. plastics, yeah. things like that. So we're pretty beholden to China. And I think that Pelosi, for all of her prevaricating around her Taiwan visit, I think actually this has really come back to bite her in the ass. And I think she went on TV. You know, I heard that, you know, she meant to say Taiwan and she meant to do this and she meant to do if that. If you saw the interview, you like, know, you know that she meant China. Like she said it multiple times. Right. And it's just... Uh, I think ultimately we're heading into a midterm elections and we need to potentially not be at war with China for them to go well. Maybe we do need to be at war with China for them to go well, if you know what I mean. Um, who knows? But there is something brewing here. And I wrote an op-ed, I think it was last week, about how China invaded the United States a very long time ago. Yes. Like, I, I, we've talked about it. I think we even talked about it on the show last week. Yes. But I think the ultimately the biden administration has to play both sides i think partially to protect u.s citizens but mostly just to protect themselves yeah, but trump didn't well. trump didn't trump said screw you here are some taxes and tariffs screw you we're going to bring manufacturing back screw you we're going to lower taxes here i mean so biden's playing ball in your heart of hearts you think it's because of the dirt they have it's not because we're so i mean we are reliant on china i get it but during trump's years we became energy independent we started manufacturing things again we could certainly take that back we used to be the manufacturing of the world. We didn't need to give that seed that, uh, seed that to China ever. So in your heart of hearts, you think it's more about dirt? No, actually, in my heart of hearts, I think that they know that the apocalypse is coming. They know when it's going to be. And I think all of these elites are all going to fly off together to their favorite bunker. So I don't think they think further than that. They just say what they need to say yeah. on any given day of the week. That's the conspiracy theorist inside of me. But like, I don't know, like a lot of the conspiracy th or things I used to think were conspiracy theories are now real. Um, you know, and sort of proven. So actually, I think in my heart of heart, they're all just like really good friends. And I don't think they actually really think about us at all. I think about, I think they think more about themselves. Yeah and how to get rid of us. I, I, listen, I, I think that you're certainly right. There's a, this whole move to depopulate the earth, and these people that are sitting on top of it aren't going to be the ones that are going to disappear. It would be the, the little guys like you and me. It's Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. Check out everything she does on The Daily Caller, also on Newsmax, and right here on The Joe Pag Show. Kay, appreciate you. Talk soon, okay? Thanks so much, Joe. Have a great rest of your week. You too. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Time for maybe a quick pop culture. Come on, Polo, bring it. I don't know if you saw the news today, uh, but Serena Williams has announced that after the U.S. Open, she's going to retire from tennis. You know, she's been a huge champion for a long time. I'm surprised she's still playing, to be honest. So good luck to her. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you're not surprised, are you? Uh, no. She's been playing a long time. All right, that's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.